It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Well, obviously, I mean, I mean, special teams are penalty killers. I believe it's uh, second in the second in the NHL right now. Uh, we've always had a strong penalty kill, but I think especially this year, and like knock on wood, we got two games to go, and we're facing the hell of a power play here tonight. But uh, um, you know, I think uh, um, a few things have changed in our structure. Obviously, uh, um, I think we, uh, uh, you know, our goaltending's better. Let's let's be honest. I think that uh, um, you know, my first two years, I don't think we could get to the end of season and say that we were very happy or, or we're, uh, you know, it's an area that improved. I thought this year that was a strong area for us uh, for the most part. Um, you know, I think the way we defend, I think we defend a little harder than uh, we have in the past. I think we're a more physical team. Um, you know, we've, we've gone uh, um, a couple months ago over to the, uh, to the one, one, three, which has helped us uh, deny a lot more entries. Sometimes that makes you play in your end a little more because you're forcing a dump and it's not as clean on the breakouts. There's get, there's, good and bad with it but i think that was a good change um you know again i just think that uh, um we got to find a way as a team to uh, to score more that's all all right good afternoon everyone hope you're all doing well as we get ready for game one of the final two games of the season that is head coach bob bugner bringing us back in talking earlier this morning about the improvements the team has made this year and obviously we're getting to that point where we are looking at the season as a whole for more on this topic, we are now joined by Shalena Goldman, who writes the Sharks for NHL.com. Shalena, what's going on? How are you doing? Ted, I can't believe it's already April and it's the end of the season. I feel like the last couple of months just flew by. I know, especially because I think that when we went into the break, um, after what was a, a difficult but encouraging road trip that started off with a win in Washington and ended up with a uh, questionable penalty on Timo against Tampa and we thought the Sharks were gonna have a chance there and it's like you have a break and you're like okay I feel like things you know have been handled pretty well but you know then you know there were more injuries that came on obviously and it just seemed that you know the Sharks the their deficiencies over 82 games came more to the forefront it was really interesting it, it's almost the tale of two teams when you look at what happened before the Olympic break and what happened after. And I know that you and I talked about this just between the two of us up in the press box as we had talked about before the break how they were so inconsistent and you but they but they were still never out of games or out of series necessarily. You know, you, you always expect them to make a push and come back. And then they come into the start of that second half, you know, so to speak, and lost a bunch in a row and it was like, wow, I am biting my tongue right now. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Uh, but that is something, this is a team that went through a lot of adversity and that adversity eventually caught up to them, whether it was injuries, you had guys that were in COVID protocol multiple times. And on top of that, they went through a scoring drought and yeah. they couldn't outscore their problems, even if they wanted to. And that really became a problem for them. And it's really interesting, this last little stretch, you know, they had that really, that had that horrible 10 game losing streak and, 
you, you know, they're, they're, you're seeing some bright spots as we go toward the end. Um, I think get, getting, even though they're so far out of the playoff picture, getting that win over Vegas on Sunday was big. Seeing what some of the young guys are bringing to, to the table going forward. So there, there is some, at least some hope, I think, for fans. At least, I, at least I, you know, I hope there is looking toward next season. But yeah, it really was kind of a tale of two teams as it were. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I know that the, um, you know, trading away a Cogliano and also Jake Middleton didn't help things. And then the continued injuries to Eric Carlson obviously didn't help things. And that's something that I kind of wanted to ask you about for next year. Do you think the sharks need to build, build in more rest for Carlson? Should that be a built in part of his game? The thing about the hockey guys, like I've wondered this about Brent Burns as well. If he would be more effective if he got more rest, it's like there, that that's easier to sell in like basketball and baseball than it is in hockey. I agree. And that is something, especially when you, when you look at Carlson, Carlson came into this season with a very different mindset than the other ones since I've covered him. Um, he came in, um, you know, did more, you know, did more of an off season workout. He came in with a, a different mentality and was really re- and was really ready to get back. And um, you, and you actually saw that he's typically a guy that takes a little bit to warm up early in the season and he was right on the money earlier this season you could tell that he put a different amount of work in and so you know between COVID and then getting injured I think you know and you know he was also logging big minutes to make up for other guys so it was a disappointment to see him have to be shut down early but I did think about that too if it's something where okay maybe you do start you know, not limiting his minutes necessarily, but not put as much of a workload on him and, you know, put more on guys like Mario Ferraro who are younger and can, and can handle it. And I think the same thing with Burns too. Burns would never want that. He wants to play as many minutes as you will give him, but I do think that would be better for his production if, um, you know, if he didn't have to be the Iron Man necessarily. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if that becomes more of a, of a talking point going forward because Burns is 37 now and Carlson's 31 and, you know, both obviously have legs for days, but you know, it's just, it's something that we see more and more being a part of professional sports is just that minute management and, you know, rest and, you know, all the different ways the, you know, they try to quantify load management. It is coming more and more to the forefront, but obviously when you have, you know, an Ironman streak on the line, like Burns does, I'm sure that's something that he takes uh, an incredible amount of pride in, which makes it all the more complicated, but you know, these are obviously more questions for the off season. Um, you alluded to hope for next year. You know, I, I think we look at the scoring side of things as being the clear problem because this year the sharks, um, you know, the penalty kill was much improved. The net mining situation was much improved overall. The defense, I thought, you know, except for a couple of games was a lot better. It was the offense. That was the, the clear problem. Um, next year, I, I I would assume Bordalo will be part of the picture. We assume Eklund will be part of the picture. Those are two boosts right there. You're hoping that Barbanov can kind of carry over the second half surge that he's had and the improved play that we've seen from Gregor and Abalsers. But at the same time, I do feel like if they want to get back into the playoffs, there have to be acquisitions um, in in the offseason to get you know, certified and quantifiable goal scores and not, you know, working on getting a young guy to play to a ceiling, but rather a guy that you can bank on. I totally, I totally agree with that. And I think one of the things that we've seen 
um, you know, over the last couple of seasons, especially after the 2019 playoffs during that offseason when you saw guys like Pavelski and a couple of goal, a couple of goal scorers leave is, you know, the emphasis has been on bringing up these young guys through the pipeline. And, you know, you're just now start, starting to see things from Sasha Shemilevsky and some of those younger guys. You're just now starting to see them be ready. Um, and while those guys, you know, they, they, they look good right now, they will be in the mix next year. I do think they need to make some offseason acquisitions to add to the goal scoring. Because one of the things, like we just said a little bit ago, is that they couldn't outscore their problems this season. And uh, Reimer, Reimer was wonderful this season. And there were a lot of situations where if there was a loss and it was a close loss, a lot of it was Bob saying, you know, we didn't back him up. He looked good and we couldn't score for him. Um, that's been the situation since Capo Kakinen came over. Um, you know, it took him a while to get his first win and it wasn't necessarily all on him. It was because the Sharks weren't scoring. Um, and so, yes, I do agree. That, I mean, the goaltending situation definitely improved over the last couple of seasons. Um, and I do see, um, you know, even with losing Middleton, who I think had really grown to be a sturdy part of the blue line, I do think that, the, you know, that the defense improved. Um, but if you're not scoring goals, it, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, you're not going to get back into the playoffs. You're not going to get back into the playoffs scoring one to two goals every game. Yeah. No, it's, it's simply, it's not going to be enough. I mean, that was the thing is like with the Sharks, especially in the second half, it feels like we were seeing the same game over and over and over. And particularly during that 10 game losing streak, it was, I think eight of them had been um, decided by one goal or in overtime or a shootout. And I think or maybe it was six of the 10 had been a one goal overtime or shootout. And then another two were one goal games where an empty netter was added on. I mean, it was, it was clear. It was like, okay, this team is doing certain assets or facets of the game. Right. But the, the scoring is, was just the obvious deficit. Yeah. That was really their one downfall. And it, um, you know, especially when you have so many, especially with when you have so many games going into overtime or going to the, you know, going to the shootout. You know, on one hand, one thing that Bob had said, you know, prior to the break when there were so many overtime games, he said, you know, those points, you know, those one point games, you know, that could end up helping us later on. To the other side of that, I mean, I mean, also that didn't end up helping because they went on like multiple losing streaks. But the other side of that is, okay, but you need to be scoring that clutch goal. You need, yeah. you, you, like, you know, you need that late game goal. You need what Timo did at the buzzer a couple nights ago. Um, Bar uh, Alexander Barabanov did that a couple months ago. You need those late game goals. If you are knotted up like that, you need to be able, and you see, you, you do see this team make a push late. Um, you know, we saw that against Anaheim on Tuesday, which is more like what they were doing early in the season. Um, they are you know, they are able to rally late, but they need to find the back of the net. And, mm -hmm. you know, if it is something, God forbid, that they get into an early 3-0 hole, can this team, you know, dig itself out of that? Can they generate those goals? And so that 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 is a big thing that they need to solve if they want to do better next season. It'll be interesting to see what exactly they do because, you know, the other, <clears throat> not exactly elephant in the room, because everyone is, um, you know, we're, we're all well aware of this process going on. It's not like people are ignoring it, but, you know, they are in the process of figuring out who the next GM is going to be. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, I think this is going to be an even more interesting summer than people maybe realize. I not Not to say that fans have forgotten or pushed it out of their head that Doug Wilson stepped aside, but it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting summer. It's going to be interesting seeing, you know, I, I know, you know, some fans are already asking about what's going to happen when free agency opens up and it's, you kind of have to take a step back and go, you know, 
this is going to be a different team. You know, things might go differently. So, I mean, just, so, you know, there's that, you know, and when, so when we talk just right now about, okay, well, who, who does it look like the Sharks will acquire? Who does it look like, you know, will so-and-so stay and such and such? It's harder to see. It's a little, it's a little, it's definitely interesting. I'll put it that way. For sure. I mean, that's what everybody is kind of waiting for is like, there's a lot that's going to happen this off season that'll help us determine what is going to happen to next year. But like the, the thing is, and I think that this is why I do, I'm not as down as some people. It's like, because of all these close games, because of the promise with the younger players, because you do have a strong core to work with. And I always say that, you know, if you, if you told a team in the NHL that you had Logan Couture and Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle and Brent Burns and Eric Carlson as, you know, kind of your cornerstones, they'd probably say, sure. <laughs> like, why wouldn't I want to build off of that? I, like I said, I know that, you know, Couture and Burns aren't as young as they used to be, but obviously it's like th there are pieces to work with. And then, you know, you add the Eklund and you add the Bordalo and you have, you know, a guy like Barbonoff that's come on strong. Same thing with Balsers. We've seen Benino's move to the wing has changed things for him. And I imagine that'll be a change that probably sticks through to next year. But it's like, there are pieces the Sharks are working with. I, I just feel it's like the overall, you know, the amount of rookies that they played this year, the amount of young guys lacking experience, that's obviously taken its toll. And it's, it's weird that not everybody wants to look at it that way. And it's actually... I find it interesting that everybody say, no, the Sharks need to do the, the full bore rebuild. And it's like, well, if you look at who's out there on the ice, except for the guys who are locked up into long-term deals, it almost displays every other aspect of that. It's young guys out there getting experience. They are, they're not trading away picks. They are getting their prospects time on the ice. Um, and they've actually worked to acquire more picks. Exactly. And another thing is, you know, when you look, you know, they, you know, they are working. It's just, it's just taken a little while. Um, some of the, some of the young guys that came up early in the season, you know, didn't stick because they did need to go back down to the A and get a little more seasoning. And that's just kind of how it works. It's, you, 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 you can't, every young prospect that comes up isn't going to automatically um, get on the score sheet every single game. And when, you know, you're, you know, and a lot, a lot of these guys get, you know, got called up last minute in different situations. Not all of them are going to be Scott Reedy who instantly make an impact. Um, so it, it is this year's it's kind of it's been an interesting learning curve you've seen young guys come up who were a little shaky when they first got here but have gotten better so the building blocks are already there this has already been kind of a hybrid re, you know kind of a hybrid rebuild season as you know as it is even though not everybody was traded away um, but it was you know sort of a building block kind of a situation well I think the interesting thing to note is I read articles where people are like, oh, well, the Sharks need to trade, you know, player X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, yes, that's easily said than done. But the, the, the NHL is at a point right now where people don't want any of those long-term contracts. That's, it's a distinct move that the league has moved away from, especially in light of the pandemic. Exactly. And so it, it, it's, it's interesting, but you know, this is the same type of mentality or the same type of thinking that not just fans, but there, there are even some writers that think that way too, who, I haven't quite grasped yet. And I know, and I, 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 know, and I, I don't want to speak ill of, 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 of anyone, of course, but there is that mentality that things are back to how they were before the pandemic and that teams are still looking at players that way. And that's just not how it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And it's, I mean, it's going to take a while for all sports. Um, I mean, I think to kind of return to what we saw they were before, you know, March of 2020. Um, what do you think of the, the play of the sharks lately? Just, you know, obviously they had the emotional win, against Vegas they had the nice win against Chicago after Vegas they had won 
uh, three of their previous four games. Obviously, they they lose the other night, maybe an emotional letdown against the Anaheim team. Like, what what should the team be looking at um, in the last two games here? I do think that they're looking towards the future. You know, I do think that they're they've they've already kind of gotten into looking at next season mode. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But in doing that, I've, we've actually kind of seen improved play from them. Um, you, you know, I think they're turning more, um, you, know, you know, obviously bringing Bordalo up has been awesome. He's a, he's a phenomenal player to watch. Watching some, watching some of the other guys mesh with him has been fantastic. But you're starting to kind of see this change of the guard where you're, where you're starting to see you know, grooming these younger guys for next season. And in doing that, um, it's, there's kind of a renewed energy within, you know, within this team. And I think that's really good. And it's sort of an energy that you, well, us, that we really haven't seen in other seasons where maybe they're just barely in the playoffs and everyone's just kind of squeaking by. So there is this push for the future that I really like. And I think that's coming out in, you know, in these wins and you're starting to see that resiliency that, that, that the team had earlier in the season, especially when they started off winning four in a row. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's nice to see. I mean, that was the thing about the Vegas win. It wasn't just nice for the Sharks to knock out a rival or at least give them uh, you know, a final blow that really was too much for them to overcome. But the guys generally appeared as happy as they had been all year after that one. And Bob Bugner even said as such, he said the room was joyful in a way that it hadn't been in a long time. Exactly. And so I, I just, I really, and the fact that they went into Vegas with that idea and that they actually were able to do it, I think is huge. I think that shows, I think that shows, um, you know, that they didn't just pack it in for the season and that and that's and that's good you know that's good to see so hopefully that's something that you know that can carry on to next season shalena appreciate your time as always remember to check out her work at nhl.com uh goldman we'll talk soon all right sounds good rainy <laughs> again that is shalena goldman of nhl.com joining us here on the build-up a little bit more from bob bugner earlier this morning talking about the challenge of facing edmonton if there was anything the team could take away from the last time they played them back on April 5th when the Sharks lost at home 2-1 in overtime. I think just, you know, it's a little different when you're on the road and you don't get your matchups. And, uh, um, you know, Edmonton settled into a playoff spot. Obviously, we're not. I think it's going to be a game where we got to be focused and, and uh, you know, not go to the penalty box. Um, you know, you don't want these guys uh, on the power play all night. Um, you know, and the message is we got six periods of play and uh, we want to we want to try and uh, um you know, play with pride um, and and be competitive, and and uh, you know we we want to win these last couple of games. So we'll see what happens. I think that. Uh, um you know, talking to other coaches in the league and talking to teams we play, sometimes uh, uh, it's not easy to be in the position that you're in and, and, and trying to still max out, um, you know, max out your uh, your team play. Um, and that's just the goal we have for the next six periods. And even though it is relatively meaningless and even though there are only two games left for the Sharks to play in which the season is done, I would like to see them walk away with some wins, especially against a good team like Edmonton. Now, Edmonton is not great in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they have been an inconsistent team, but I do view them as being a very dangerous team that if they get hot, they do have the ability to go um, on a run in the playoffs just because of the talent that they have on their team. Now, obviously, I do not put them as... Um, as much of a quote-unquote favorite as I would a Colorado 
or Florida or Carolina or Tampa Bay, um, I would put them more in the you know same vein I view as a Toronto. It's like they have a lot of talent, but they're going to have to prove to me that they are able to really get it done in playoffs because the track record doesn't show it. And I think that you know that's kind of how we all all are on teams that do not have the great playoff track record. It's you know you got to show me, you got to prove what you can do. And for the Sharks, I think they all want to prove it to themselves that they are not giving up just because the season and their playoff hopes have come to an end. All right, that's all the time we have for today's edition of The Buildup. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.